Welcome to the Riveting Rosies podcast, a space dedicated to conversations with women that educate, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Get this started. Okay, well, thank you so much for um, reaching out to me, and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm going to let you just start by kind of briefly introducing yourself and talking about the kind of work that you do. Yeah, of course. So my name is Sarah. Um, I own McKinley Media, which is a branding and web design agency. Um, Basically, what I do is I work with mainly female entrepreneurs on building their brand, helping them sell to their ideal client, um, basically just building a platform for them to be successful. So I've done it for officially the past, or I guess unofficially, the past five years and officially I think the past year and nine months. Um, so I started my business in college and um, it was basically just a way for me to have, you know, fun money to <laughs> go hang out with friends or like go shopping or, or whatever. And um, I quickly realized that it's something that I really enjoyed and I love, you know, connecting with other female entrepreneurs and friends and helping them you know, become successful. So it's been awesome these past couple of years and I've really enjoyed it and um, great. Let's talk a little bit about like your educational background. Um, you know, like what did you study in college and how does that relate to um, the kind of work that you do now? Yeah, so I studied marketing and management in college. I went to the University of South Carolina um, and I really enjoyed the marketing aspect of it. Um, I never really thought that being a business owner would be a reality for me so soon. Um, so I enjoyed those classes, but it wasn't anything that was ever really on my mind. Um, but I really, really loved marketing and I kind of had a background in design because back in high school, I would like play around with Photoshop and I would make graphics for, um, you know, local, um, bloggers or businesses and I was always the one who like would do our powerpoints for projects because I just really <laughs> love designing them so I was like a secret designer back in high school and even in college you know I would help out local bloggers and stuff and so I really really liked that aspect but I never really thought there would be a job in it so I majored in marketing um, I realized that I could you know merge marketing with design and marketing would really help um, me bring my business kind of off the ground and help me get off my feet and so um it's it's been useful for you know putting myself out there and knowing how to market myself on social media and reach my dream client um so I mean I guess technically speaking I didn't use my major because I'm I'm in the design field (laughs) but it has helped you know grow my business and just the knowledge of marketing and management in general has um, help me, you know, make some important decisions with growth and all of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure that kind of marketing background um, does in a way influence, you know, like the decision decisions you make when you're doing like branding and web design for clients too, yeah. because you have a better understanding of, you know, like what people like and what people don't like and that sort of thing. Yeah, basically positioning themselves. And I think, you know, design is a great 
major, but it's also something that you can learn on your own through YouTube videos and, um, you know, Skillshare or even studying under somebody else. So if it's, mm -hmm. if it's something that you're interested in doing or, you know, whoever's interested in doing, it's, it's fairly easy to learn. And I think a lot of people worry like, oh my gosh, if I don't, I don't major in design, I can't be a designer, but that's totally not true. I think anybody with any sort of major can be a designer if that's what they want to do someday. Yeah, absolutely. So um, talking about when you like kind of started your business, I know you mentioned that you started in college. So um, like, what did that look like for you? And then as it got like to be more established, how did some things start to shift then? Yeah. So when I was working in college, like I said, I mainly worked for bloggers. Um, they were local bloggers and I actually started out um, doing photography for them. So I would photograph their outfits and then, you know, they would ask me about their website and WordPress issues and I would help them mm -hmm. fix some of those. And then, you know, they would want branding. So it kind of spiraled into, you know, moving on and helping them with their websites and with their branding. Um, and then they would refer me and basically what had happened was, um, I think it was January of my senior year. I had a local designer reach out to me and, um, wanted me to help with marketing. And so that's kind of how my real clientele started is working for this interior design firm. And they're actually still my clients today. And I help out with their social media and marketing. Um, but once I got them under my belt, they helped refer me to other clients that I have right now. Um, my dad also owns his own business, so that was incredibly helpful with just connections in my local area. Um, I'm in Charlotte, so it's a big city, but I feel like it's also a really small city. Like everybody somehow <laughs> knows everybody else. Um, so my dad was able to kind of reach out to a couple of people and um, I was able to work for them and get a couple of reviews under my belt and um, just get experience with a real business. I feel like that's the important part is, you know, you can make up projects all day long and you can have mm. design experience. But when it comes to working with clients, it's totally different because, you know, making a project on yourself, you're like, okay, well, you know, I designed this. I like the way this looks great. I'll put it up. But with a client, you might design something that you love and they're like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's different and it, it takes getting used to and kind of you know, asking the right questions and marketing yourself to them. But yeah, so it, it basically grew from me working for smaller bloggers to working for larger companies and corporations, as well as now, you know, small female owned businesses um, across the country and across, across the globe. Yeah, absolutely. So when you, um, you know, like starting your business, I'm sure like the fact that your dad owns his own business was really helpful to learn kind of more of the, um, I guess, like behind the scenes business sort of things, yeah. you know, like taxes and all of that good stuff. Oh, um, yeah. So how did you kind of like navigate uh, all of those fun things when you started your business. <laughs> yeah. So he helped me right when I started out, um, because I hadn't incorporated myself until June of last year. Um, and he was kind of the one that was like, look, you got to do this because, <laughs> um, you know, you need to become a legal business. And since he had done that, you know, forever ago, he was able to guide me through, you know, incorporating myself and getting a tax ID and all of that exciting stuff. Um, 
And so I did that. And then he also kind of helped me navigate, like basically just working with clients and how to reach out to people. And, um, I mean, anything you really ever need to know about running a business, he was just, <laughs> I can't explain how, how good he was to me. And he still is very good to me and helps me, you know, walk through any sort of issues or concerns that I have. But, um, he was super helpful for, you know, just guiding me on how to make sure that what I was doing was legal and having contracts and invoices and stuff. Um, so that's actually one thing I definitely recommend for new businesses. If there's somebody that you can find, um, and, and typically designers or any sort of business owner is really helpful. They're, they're more than willing to give you advice on anything, but you, if you can just ask someone like, Hey, what do I need to do to start my business? Like, how do I get started? How do I make sure what I'm doing is legal? How do I make sure I'm legally protected? Um, you know, that's super important when you're first getting started. And I think just reaching out and asking someone or if you have a family member or anything is super helpful. Yeah, definitely. I know like that's, I think probably an aspect of starting your business that maybe a lot of people don't think about before they do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, or especially like, um, I would say like anyone, not maybe not anyone, maybe this is too much of a generalization, but I think a lot of people in the like creative fields um, aren't as into the business side of things. So maybe that that's kind of like mm-hmm. more of a afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> <part>. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's definitely like important to have all of that in place when you're starting out. Yeah, I agree. It's so easy to get caught up in like the fun stuff of designing and you know, working with people and then you're like, oh my gosh, I am not even like covered with a contract or an invoice or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, it's definitely important to keep in place just in case you do end up working with somebody that, you know, issues are caused or anything like that. Yep, definitely. So um, I know you mentioned that you have been working with um, a lot of like local clients. So I'm sure that like word of mouth and like you mentioned, getting some referrals has been a huge part of uh, being able to kind of grow your audience and get some more clients. Um, but I would love if you could talk a little bit about like the the social media side of things and um, how you use that in your business um, and kind of like the the marketing side of that as well. Yeah. So social media for me has always been something I loved um, just because, you know, back in high school and college, I loved like editing photos and making graphics and stuff. So I always just love putting things out on social media. Um, So that's how I got started is right when I started my business, I opened my Instagram account and I just posted, you know, whatever client work that I had on there. Um, and I began growing it through going out and engaging with my dream client. So back then my dream client was like small bloggers and, um, you know, smaller companies that were mainly service-based and right now it's actually e-commerce businesses. Um, so I've switched a little bit, but what I would do is I would go and interact with these people on social media and I would basically just become friends with them. And it's funny cause I've, a lot of them I never ended up working for. I actually just kind of became social media friends with, um, <laughs> which is awesome because it's nice to have a community of women that are supportive and um, encouraging. So yeah, I, I basically just reached out to people and I, I engaged with them and my following started growing. Um, I immediately, you know, reached out to digital publications and um, podcasts and stuff so that I could get my name out there. I think it's definitely helpful to have 
um, you know, different places where people hear your name. So, you know, they say mm -hmm. that it takes seven times for someone to see or hear something in order for them to, you know, purchase it or actually be like, oh, I recognize that. Um, so that's kind of what I kept in mind is like, what are seven places that people can, you know, see me or hear my name or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, so that's definitely helped with growth and just growing my social media presence in general and also making a schedule. So um, I plan out all of my social media content ahead of time and that makes it so much easier during the week to, you know, for not really forget about it, but kind of forget about it and you know, <laughs> engage with people and do the fun part of social media versus having to worry about, you know, writing captions and what am I going to post and everything. So um, that's helped with growth too, just because I haven't really burned out from it. Um, mm -hmm. and I think social media is something you can so easily burn out from that, you know, it's important to make sure that you have processes in place so that it doesn't get to that point. Um, so basically I just, I implemented all of that. That really helped me grow. And, you know, people started reaching out to me through DMs and through my website, like, Hey, I heard you on so-and-so's podcast or, Hey, I, I saw your stuff on Pinterest. Um, so social media has definitely been super helpful. Right now I have my main clients come from Pinterest um, just from, you know, my projects and graphics that I've posted there. So it's definitely been helpful and it's something that I recommend for any new business to get started out with, you know, right when you start your business, make an Instagram page, make a Facebook page, make a Pinterest page and just post basically anything you can to get your name out there. Yeah, definitely. I know like it's super important to just be present on a lot of different platforms um, yeah. because, you know, like there's always going to be a slightly different audience on all of them anyway. Right. So you exactly. never know like who you're going to come in contact with yeah. um, through those different platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is a powerful thing. So. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talking a little bit more about like how you've been able to expand your business just beyond typical client work. Um, can you talk about the like different things that you have available for, for people to purchase now and um, you know, like what influenced you to start making those and what that process was like? Yeah. So about six months ago um, I hired, actually it was longer than six months ago, it was last October, I want to say, I hired a business coach um, and she encouraged me, you know, because I think my five-year plan was to grow a lot bigger than I was already. And I didn't necessarily want to become this huge agency where I had a bunch of people working under me, but I wanted to figure out how to scale my business to where, um, you know, I was just, I was comfortable. And if, you know, five years from now, I wanted to have a kid or anything, I'd be able to, to myself and take time off. So, mm -hmm. um, I, um, basically decided that I was going to put a couple of things out there that people could purchase. So I have Instagram story templates. I have regular Instagram templates, um, that you can purchase through my website. I had a social media content calendar that's still out there, um, that I released back in January. Um, so that's, that's done really, really well. And I think people enjoy it because, you know, it's basically captions 365 days a year that they can use. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome. Um, so those are the items on my website. And then I also have um, an Etsy shop that I sell digital prints on. And I have a Redbubble account that I sell stickers on. Um, so it's funny because the Redbubble account, 
I actually started back in college and I again did that just for kind of fun money and um, mm -hmm. it actually took off and you know people are still purchasing the stickers today so I have that kind of like as a side income thing um, and then again like I said you know the stuff on my website and the stuff on my Etsy so it's just I think it's important for any sort of service provider to have some sort of passive income just because you know trading hours and time for money isn't what's going to allow you to scale. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's important to know, you know, you can charge as much as you want for branding or web design or whatever it may be, but at the end of the day, you're still working, you know, 40 hours a week. And if it's something where you want to work less and make more then then passive income, is definitely the way to go. Um, another thing that I've implemented in my business the past couple of months is coaching. So um, I offer coaching to both e-commerce businesses and designers. So um, that's been, again, really helpful with income is, you know, I, I do it for an eight week process and we have one-on-one -on -one calls and I enjoy it because I'm helping other people and it's it's one-on-one -on -one work, but it's not one-on-one -on -one work like designing is. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely, you know, takes time and I plan for them and I try to help them in any way that I can, but um, it's just a little bit different than you know, branding or web design. So it takes a little bit less time. Um, it makes it makes great money and it's something I can do where I'm helping others. So I really enjoy it. And it's another way that I've been able to expand my business past, you know, just offering um, services. So that's been super awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's um, great that you've been able to kind of like expand to different avenues um yeah. for your business that's and that's super cool that um you started your red bubble in college and are still you know like getting money from those designs yeah yeah it's definitely something to look at if you're if you like that kind of stuff yeah absolutely so what um what or I guess like what approach do you have to managing your time with um you know like everything that you have going on with your business and still um you know like making time for things in uh your like I guess I don't want to say real life but like outside of your business yeah. um, and avoiding burnout and all of those things yeah so I always make sure um I try to wake up around the same time every day to get everything started and I try to have a stop time every day. So typically around five or six is my stop time. Um, and of course, you know, with owning a business, sometimes you work till eight, nine, 10 o'clock and you can't help it. But I feel like mm -hmm. these past couple of months, I've been really, I've been able to kind of get in a schedule and make sure that, you know, I'm working from eight or nine to five or six and then I'm done. Um, so, you know, ways that I help avoid burnout also is on weekends, I put my phone away, I put my computer away. Um, I try to spend time with my husband and my friends and my family and, um, really just get away from social media and all of that. So that really helps me on Monday feel more energized and excited for work because I haven't, you know, seen mm -hmm. or touched any of it for two days. So I'm excited to get back into the swing of things. Um, and also something that's really helped me is keeping all of my, you know, clients and projects and proposals and everything in one area. So having automations in place that way, I'm not always working on proposals. I'm not always, you know, working on emailing clients or anything like that. So I've come up with a couple of like canned emails and proposal templates and everything that I implement in my business that helps mm -hmm. with, um, you know, just saving time and, 
I think that's something that I've always struggled with is spending so much time on, you know, proposals or emails or, you know, the back end stuff that yeah. we all have to do, but it's stuff that none of us really enjoy that much. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely implementing systems with that to just help you save time and again, help, help with burnout and make sure that you're always on track and that, you know, you're still doing the things that you love and taking time for yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so important to be able to like set those boundaries for yourself so that you still, you know, like want to do um, what you are doing with your business and you don't get, you know, like burnout, like you mentioned. Um, So yeah, that's super important. So what would be your tips for anyone who is looking to start a business or just starting out themselves? Looking to start a business. um, My biggest piece of advice would just to be confident in yourself. So I think it's really hard when you're first starting out to see all these people on social media and all these, you know, other successful business owners, it's so easy to compare yourself. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, but I think the one thing that's important is to just believe in yourself and be confident in yourself and to not look at other people as competition. So you have your own unique voice, you have your own unique style and people are going to like you for you. Um, so that's super important to keep in mind when wanting to start out a business is knowing that there's always going to be someone out there who wants to work with you. It may take a while to find them, but, you know, we're all, we're all so different in our own ways and we all, you know, get along with different people and we work well with some people and some people we don't work as well with and that's okay. And I think just finding your voice and finding what you're truly passionate about is what's, what's really important. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say has been the most important thing that you've been able to learn about yourself um, throughout your journey of starting your business? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) hmm. Probably that I used to take things way too personally, (laughs) which I hate (laughs) to admit, but like, um, you know, I used to, I, I wouldn't say I was a offended easily because I wasn't offended easily at all but like it was more like if a client came to me and they're like oh I don't like this Uh, you know my feelings were a little bit hurt but then Mm -hmm. after a couple months of doing it I'm like okay that's silly like my feelings shouldn't be hurt it's I'm doing this work for them and they're the ones that should be happy in the end so if they don't like it whatever like I'll, I'll come up with something else that they do like and you move on and as a designer I think it's hard at first to not take things personally because you know, you're putting your hard work into something for someone else. And if they come back and they say, you know, they don't like it or that they're, they're not happy with it or anything, it's hard. Um, And I think that too, to that point is also getting to know your clients better. So what's, what's helped me with, um, you know, clients saying yes to the first design that I propose is making sure that I have the right questions in the questionnaire and really getting to know them. Um, so that's something that I've kind of, you know, changed about my business in order to help with that is like getting to know my clients and making sure that I'm working on something that they're truly going to love versus just, you know, doing something that I like and I think looks good. Um, but yeah, I I think I definitely learned in the beginning that not to take everything so personally and people are just people, you know, we like some things and we don't like others and that's totally okay. And I think the main thing we should keep in mind is that 
you know, we're all human and we all just want the best for each other, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, at least I do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard at first, but it gets easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is all that I have for you today. So thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Monday and Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode or let me know if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you'll join me again for next week's episodes.